Welcome to the Tin Lounge, where travel advisors Corrine and Teresa read you the travel industry news headlines that are currently unread in your inbox, so you can leave here feeling informed. If you're new around here, Tin stands for Travel Industry News, and on today's full episode, we're going to cover some of the biggest stories from this month. I'm Corrine, co-owner of Journey's Travel Company and creator of Travel Biz Boss. And I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. We've got a lot to cover, but before we get started, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com to find some other fantastic travel podcasts. All right, let's dive right in here. I wanted to start today with an article from Travel Market Report. It was sponsored by Virgin Voyages, but it's called Five Conversation Starters to Get Your Clients Cruising Again. I personally am not having any trouble with this. Most of my clients are hardcore cruisers, so they're going for it. But um, I thought this was some really helpful tips to help you have those conversations. I can't say I'm 100,000% on board with all of these, but I think they are useful nonetheless. So number one is asking, how do you feel about planning an amazing vacation to make up for the last 18 months of not traveling? I think that's a great question. You're like positioning the question, but reminding them you haven't gotten (laughs) to go anywhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's, of course, based on the fact that there's pent up demand and it gets people thinking. So I think that's a great question. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. It's like, remember the three rescheduled trips that you were supposed to take? Or I think it's time to just start planning your actual vacation. I know you've been stuck at home for so long. And, um, you know, for for me personally, I don't do a ton of cruises, but I have an associate advisor who does a lot. And similar to you, she's not slowing down at all. And she started... Mm -hmm during COVID, she started with me in March or April of 2020. And she has been booking cruises like crazy. And that's mainly because she loves cruising so much. But I keep seeing like notifications come in of her booking like a new group or booking new, new, um, you know, individual cruises. And I'm like, people do want to cruise. And I love this article because it gives you different ideas of how to get this conversation started. Yes. And I don't even think this question is at all limited to cruising. Um, But I wanted to, you just reminded me of an example. Last Friday, a client was supposed to leave on the Disney cruise, their first one. They've been on over 30 Disney cruises. They are hardcore. They live in Orlando. They drive to Port Canaveral. They do these three-night Bahamas cruises. The crew knows them on the ship. Like, it's crazy. Well, uh, one of the ladies has a disability and was hospitalized the day before they were supposed to leave. So her partner called me and was like, she's in, she was admitted to the hospital and um, we're not going to be able to go. Can you get us on the cruise next Friday? Because they just were like, we are not doing this. We need to get on a ship. So they're supposed to leave tomorrow. Uh, I can't believe that I was able to get them on a Disney cruise with a week's notice, but it did work out. So like people who love to cruise, are very determined and we need to be there and ready to help them get on a cruise. Right. Right. Um, 
So the second question is, are you vaccinated and feel ready to get back to cruising? So I think we all know right now, vaccinations are pretty much in almost all cases a requirement. (laughs) So there's no point in having the conversation about getting on a cruise ship anytime soon anyway, unless the person is vaccinated. Um, This mentions that a recent Expedia Group Traveler Value Index survey report found that nearly three quarters of travelers are comfortable with the concept of a vaccine passport. So in a lot of cases, this conversation would not be uncomfortable, but sometimes it might be. Um, And then if they're not vaccinated and there are flexible booking policies and you're comfortable booking them, you could always look further out. A lot of Mm -hmm. deployment is out for 2023, even some 2024. So um, that's a good one. Then Number three is cruise itineraries are starting to firm up. Are you hoping to get a great deal on a cruise? I think this is the one that I sort of felt like, you know, prices aren't really, I would not say there's like a lot of hot deals. Um, And even I mentioned last week in one of the articles, it was saying, even though sales are down, prices are holding. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I would not be stressing the like, oh, it's going to be cheap. It's a hot deal. Like that wouldn't be my strategy. But if there are other ways or there are other factors in a great quote unquote deal, right? So right now, let's say celebrity, for instance, if you can book, you can book a cruise right now and you're under the cruising with confidence policy, which gives you up to 48 hours prior to the cruise, to cancel and get a full credit. So to me, that's a great deal, right? That's a much more flexible booking policy cancellation policy. So, and from that point of view, and this actually mentions that um, because of the flexible rebooking policies. So price wise, I'm not sure I'm seeing like rock bottom deals, but in terms of flexibility, it is. So you could definitely maybe you can present it. Maybe you can present it that way. Like, are you, open or are you interested in taking advantage of their flexible cancellation and rescheduling policies instead of saying like, are you interested in taking advantage of their great deals? Because it really depends on what your clients are looking for. I remember back, I don't remember how long ago we talked about how people, instead of looking at deals now, what they're really um, wanting to hear and see is flexible cancellation and rescheduling policies. So maybe that would be a better avenue to take in starting the conversation or adding that detail in. I don't know. Especially if your clients are nervous saying, Hey, this is the best time you could possibly book because right now, if you book, they're giving you this flexibility. That policy is not going to stay in place much longer. So it's a great time to lock it in. Because it's, you know, like that depends on when you book it, not when the, well, somewhat when the cruise is, but uh, it would be a great way to get someone over the hump who's feeling nervous. Mm -hmm. Number four is, for example, saying my wife Maria and I have booked a cruise to XYZ destination on this cruise line at this date. Uh, Would you like to join us? Which travel with me can be very popular if you really want to travel with your clients. And I've done it and I had a great time. Um, but that's another situation where you're saying like, this is what I'm doing. So I'm comfortable doing this. Would you like to come along? Mm -hmm. Um, and I've thought about that quite a bit too, as a way to make clients feel more comfortable for me, I'm looking at more like a Mexico trip and it has more, more than COVID in terms of the comfortable factor, but 
I think when you say this is what I'm going to do and you're invited, not only does it let them feel more comfortable because if you're willing to do it and you're a professional, then it gives them more confidence to do it. But then also being able to meet you, spend time with you, connect with you. That's another, I think it's a good strategy. And number five is tell me about your two favorite experiences during your last cruise. This is just a way to get people thinking about how much they love cruising again. Dredging up those memories gets the juices flowing. Um, To me, that would be very effective because if you really love to cruise, uh, it's really going to get you in wish mode. So I think that's another great question to use. And I feel like all of these could be woven into your social media marketing, your newsletters. exactly what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. just the wheels turning and like, okay, how can we craft this into a post right now? Yeah. Doesn't have to be a one-on-one conversation. You can use these as inspiration for your marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really helpful article. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was a great article for us to think about in terms of bringing up a topic like cruising because you know, if you have a lot of cruising clients, it's an easy convo. But if you like for me, I have a mix. Like most of my clients are FITs. They're land-based. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm cruising here and there as well and river cruises. But it's tough to think about how am I going to bring this up as a topic when I know, you know, some folks might still be nervous. And these are great starting points for having that conversation. But in speaking about cruise lines and their policies, This Travel Weekly article is an opinion piece under legal briefs, and I love everything legality related. I know some people (laughs) think it's boring, but I love like the legal and technical time, the technical portions of this. And so this is written by Mark Pestronk, and he has this um, section where he answers legal questions. So a question for this one is, on August 8th, a federal judge in Miami prohibited the state of Florida from enforcing its law prohibiting businesses from requiring proof of vaccination. The court's decision now allows cruise lines and any other businesses in Florida to require proof of COVID vaccination. Looking at the latest cruise line policies, I see that more and more are requiring such proof for everyone with no exceptions. I'm concerned about our agency's liability for having sold a cruise to an anti-vaccine client if the line changes its policy after the sale. What if the client relied on my statement that the line did not require vaccination? What if I now sell a cruise to a client that counted on everyone being vaccinated, but the court of appeals overturns the judge and reinstates the Florida law and the cruise line reverses, reverses its policy. Could those clients sue me for wrong advice? So much to unpack there in that question because it could go either way, right? Like it could go either way. So the answer that Mark gave is as long as you did not misstate the cruise line's then current policy at the time of the sale, and as long as you updated any advice that you gave after you found out that the policy changed, you have no legal liability. Travel advisors are not responsible for the acts of suppliers, including changes to their embarkation requirements after a sale is made. Rather, travel advisors and the travel agencies that employ them are responsible only for their own negligent advice. And negligent means careless and not fulfilling a legal duty that is recognized by court precedents. So knowing this, though, Mark then suggests that it would be helpful to put um, your own 
COVID disclaimer in place whenever you have your client sign, um, you know, for a deposit or that they have read the terms and conditions. So it'd be useful to deter those claims by having your own COVID disclaimer in place at the time of sale. Like this could change at any time, make that clear. And we were just on a call with a few other um, travel advisors where um, one of the advisors, she says now she has a separate agreement that she needs her clients to sign before they even place a deposit Mm -hmm. to have to show that they understand that these are the cancellation rescheduling policies, but also anything else that you want them to be aware of so that when it comes time and, you know, if something changes and they get upset, like you have protected yourself by saying you sign this form, whether they or not your clients have read it is really on them, but at least you have that document in place that's signed that says they read it and agreed to it. Yep. I actually, so strange that this comes up today. First of all, I love that you brought this article up, Um, but I have a separate COVID waiver that I'm using for new clients, but I just put, emailed myself the other night, add like COVID language to regular terms and conditions because my repeat Mm -hmm. clients, I haven't been, as staunch about it. A lot of times it's like refundable deposits or there's cruise with confidence policy. So it's not as scary. Um, but I need to, I think I need to just plaster it everywhere. Better safe than yeah, sorry. And, and this article, we'll post it um, in the show notes, but there is a link that you can follow where um, Mark gives suggested language. So um, it's at the bottom of the article. So if you guys click on that from the show notes, it will take you to the resources. So that could be really helpful. I haven't looked at it myself, but I'm going to do that after we finish recording, just so I can have some language in place. (laughs) Absolutely. Is that it for that one? Oh, yeah. All right. Short and sweet. (laughs) All right. This is actually short and sweet, too. Uh, It is an article from Travel Weekly. The headline says American Express survey shows wellness travel is still going strong. Which, you know, I feel like we've talked about it. I hear it everywhere. Everyone's talking about self-care and taking care of yourself during these stressful, stressful times. Um, So this does not surprise me to hear that 76% of consumers want to spend more on travel to improve their well-being and 68% are reporting that they'll likely plan their next vacation around improving mental well-being in particular. That is so important. And I feel like we've touched on this so many times because it is such a crucial part into your overall health. It's not Mm -hmm. just like physical health, but mentally if you're not in a good place, it can be really tough to, to accomplish anything else. And so I can absolutely see even our clients needing to have that time away, depending on which industry they're in. I mean, they could be really stressed as well. And we know we've gone through more than just professional stress. It's been everything around us. So many decisions things. about your kids school and like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. And you know, this is sort of like killing two birds with one stone because first of all, we have the pent up travel demand mm-hmm. and people need a little something to improve their mental state of mind. So wellness travel is like an easy yes. Um, it also says that 55% of travelers said they would be willing to pay extra for wellness activities on future vacations. 
And just about half of those reported they'd be willing to shell out extra for a hotel with an in-room exercise program, for example. That's interesting. I do and- remember, um, I was in Malia, Orlando, uh, I think it was last year. And at that time they were remodeling and they had rooms where they put in a Peloton mm-hmm. machine as well as those workout mirrors so that people could rent those or they could book those rooms for their stay. Like they have workout stuff in there. Well, especially right now going to the gym, it's like everybody's touching everything and sweating and like. It was already gross pre-COVID. Yeah. I used to teach group <laughs> fitness classes at the rec center at the university here. And the amount, I was a public health, like I was, I have my master's in public health as well. So like just sitting through those training courses for the rec center and learning about all the stuff you could pick up from the gym yeah. pre-COVID. And now with this, it's just like, it's gross. So if you see me in the gym pre-COVID, I was like wiping down everything and people just thought it was like crazy. I'm like, oh no, you if you could only see what's on here, you'd be doing the same exact thing. Yep. I would say if you are specializing in wellness travel, which I know several advisors who are, it is a good time to ramp up your marketing efforts (laughs) and emphasize these things. And if you've been thinking of specializing in wellness travel, uh, what a perfect time to pull the trigger and get on it, right? Yeah. And um, there was a recent article, I can't remember where it was, but it was talking about how they found that Um, Not just in children, but adults as well. We've gained weight during the pandemic due to lack of, you know, going to the gym. Not that Mm -hmm. I was anyway pre-COVID, but like (laughs) lack of, you know, indoor exercise um, and also all the stress being at home and um, just basically eating snacks and stuff. I just Mm -hmm. feel like we all have had that experience. And so we're all like, oh, yeah, I I can totally see that. So. A wellness trip would be really nice. (laughs) Absolutely. And the last statistic from this article that I would like to share, because it's great for everything it just says in general, 73% of respondents said they expect to spend more on travel in the next 12 months than they did last year. Which I guess isn't that big of a win. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, how much did they spend on travel last year? It's positive. It's a positive. (laughs) Small wins, small wins. Let's celebrate those. (laughs) Exactly. What you got next? Um, well, we're halfway through our articles. Do we want to hop into excess baggage before we go into our second half of articles? Sure. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, Amazon and Disney have debuted Hey Disney, an Amazon Echo voice assistant set to roll out at Walt Disney World Resort Hotels next year. In addition to being offered at Disney hotels via Amazon's Alexa for hospitality platform, Hey Disney will be available for use on Echo devices at home. They also report that the Seaborn Encore will resume service earlier than planned on February 19th with a series of 10 and 11 day Canary Islands and Mediterranean cruises round trip from Lisbon. One more from Travel Weekly says that American Queen Steamboat Company is now American Queen Voyages, part of a rebranding that will merge the River Cruise Line with its two sister ocean cruise companies. Travel Pulse reports that United Airlines announced a new co-chair agreement with South African carrier, carrier Airlink 
that will offer customers more connections between the United States and Southern Africa than any other airline alliance. Another headline from them says that Atlas Ocean Voyages delivers greater peace of mind with new Atlas Assurance. With the new Atlas Assurance, all guests are protected with medical, travel, and legal coverage in addition to emergency medical evacuation insurance for if in the unlikely chance they experience an emergency during their Lux Adventure Voyage. Atlas Assurance is an additional complimentary inclusion in Atlas's all-inclusive all the way. Go check out an article from Travel Age West called Which Cruise Lines Require COVID Vaccinations. It's linked in the show notes and they've been updating it with the latest requirements. According to Travel Market Report, Emerald Cruises will double its super yacht fleet with the addition of the 100 passenger Emerald Saqqara in 2023. It will be the first vessel in the Emerald fleet to sail in the Seychelles. An article from Travel Agent Central says that Carnival Corporation has announced that it expects to return over 50% of its total fleet capacity to guest cruise operations by the end of October. And our high note today is also from Travel Agent Central. The article says that 88% of families are likely to travel in the next 12 months. Even better, 65% of those surveyed say they would consider using a travel advisor for their family travel needs in the next two years. And that's it for Excess Baggage. While Kareen catches her breath, just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. Thank you so much, Kareen, for running through all those articles for us. Hi. I still can't. Like, I, I feel like I would, I'll try to read this and um, just bite my tongue on accident. And like <laughs> we've joked before that if you're ever traveling somewhere and I need to bring a guest host on and I would do the excess baggage, my excess baggage would just consist of go look in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> go take a look at the list of links. <laughs> Well, it isn't perfect, but at least people can get a sense of the headlines quickly. Yeah, it's super helpful. Um, Moving on to the next article, this one's from Travel Pulse, and it's on um, the latest update regarding U.S. reentry. So the title of this article is, U.S. reentry gets tougher for unvaccinated travelers under new policy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we know the, the new protocol for international tourists, I guess, inbound travelers coming into the U.S., but this also impacts Americans who are trying to come back into the U.S. from an international destination. Yep. So this article says unvaccinated unvaccinated Americans will find themselves subject to stricter entry requirements upon returning home from abroad when the U.S. enacts its new system for international travelers at some point in November. And I know there's been a lot of questions on what that actually means and what date, like at some point in November, like when, like beginning, middle, end, like Thanksgiving travel, like let us know, like what is Surprise! November? Yeah, it's going to be just like the way we've handled COVID announcements this entire time. It's like, here's an announcement, but we have no details. Um The White House announced earlier this week that under the new rules, all adult international arrivals will be able to enter the U.S. with proof that they're fully vaccinated and a negative COVID-19 test taken no more than 72 hours prior to their flight. 
foreign nationals who aren't fully vaccinated won't be allowed to travel to the U.S. at all, regardless of their country of origin, with the exception of children who are ineligible to receive COVID-19 vaccines. So that's for international travelers who are not American. Right. But when it comes to U.S. citizens and permanent residents, just because you're not vaccinated doesn't mean you can't come home to the U.S. Duh. Um, But the unvaccinated will face tighter testing parameters than they currently do. These individuals will be required to present negative results from a COVID-19 test performed within just 24 hours of boarding their flight rather than the, the 72 And they'll also need to prove that they've purchased a viral test to take after their arrival in the U.S. Um, They quote uh, the CDC as um, saying that the authorities don't think you should be traveling abroad right now anyway if you haven't been vaccinated. So um, definitely a lot more stringent in terms of traveling and returning to the U.S. for those who haven't gotten the vaccine. Yeah, it's definitely going to create obstacles that a lot of people who aren't vaccinated are just not going to want to deal with. So we were just having a conversation with some other advisors. And personally, I just haven't run into this, but I hear about it. And I know there are plenty of advisors out there with unvaccinated clients. But I think there's probably going to have to be a swing more toward domestic travel, even more so mm-hmm. for right people because it's just, that's a lot of hoops. And um, that's really nerve wracking to think you have to have that test and results within 24 hours. Right. And even certainly be done. Yeah. Well, even with the traveling within the U S there are definitely limitations in some places for people who are unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. When I went on that Globus trip a couple weeks ago and we were in um, San Francisco in California, you have to be vaccinated to like eat indoors or to do anything indoors in terms of like eating and drinking. For example, we went to the um, lounge at the top floor of our hotel. We had the bouncer checked our vaccination cards and our IDs. Then we went down to breakfast in the morning. We had to get our vaccination cards and our IDs checked too. So there are also limitations in the US. And I think this goes to show the importance of needing to know the vaccination status. I was in our conversation before, um, I was thinking back to the beginning of when vaccinations first came out, people would ask, is it okay to ask our clients if they're vaccinated or not? You know, Mm -hmm. and people were like, no, it's their own private decision. It's their own information. But now we really do need to know in order to advise them properly, because as we can see, there's, a lot of different restrictions in place for, you know, whether or not you're vaccinated or not. Yeah. My inquiry form asks, and it just says the only reason we're asking is so that we can advise you properly and all information is private. Mm-hmm. Um, so that people know it's, it's just a fact right now. We can't tell you where you can travel if we don't know you're vaccinated vaccination status. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can't, you know, for you, you know, who books a ton of cruises, it's like there are certain cruise lines that require vaccinations. So pretty much across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So immediately you're already nixing some options there. Yeah. You were saying before, and this happens to me a lot too, a lot of my clients when they reach out are telling me right off the bat, we're fully vaccinated or 
were fully vaccinated except for a child who can't be, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of offering that information up front, which is very helpful because it is awkward to ask somebody about health things, but we have Mm -hmm. no choice at this point because right now it's like a business thing we have to do. It's not anything personal. It's like, it's business. And I have a client, she, um, had gotten COVID. I can't remember when, and she couldn't get the vaccine right away. And so she was kind of, you know, dragging her feet and getting vaccinated even after the amount of time that had passed for her to still be okay to get vaccinated. And she reached out. She's like, Hey, I want to go to Canada because Canada had just opened up. She wants to go to Banff. And I'm like, you can't, if you're not fully vaccinated. And she went and she got vaccinated. And I think she, she, needed to time it in time for her trip. But I think that's the case for a lot of people who want to travel places and didn't, they, you know, really didn't think about getting, you know, the COVID shot. And now they're like, Oh, well I want to travel. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my last article, I could not resist being the Mexico lover that I am in Travel Pulse, they have an article saying Guanajuato, Mexico has the ideal setting for your fairy tale wedding. And the reason it caught my eye, because if you know me, you know that I would rather cut off my pinky toe with wire cutters than plan a destination wedding. <laughs> um, but I know so many advisors who love doing them and so many people there's like a lot of pent up demand for this too, just as much as travel. A lot of people have had to postpone their weddings, what have you. And it's really interesting too, because Whitney Schindler from masters in travel got married in the state where I live, which was so crazy because most people have never heard of where I live, but Guanajuato is the state right above mine. And it is where San Miguel de Allende is, which most people in travel do know that name. It is a UNESCO world heritage site. If you Google Guanajuato, you will probably see some scary articles. There are parts of Guanajuato that you should not be in. However, San Miguel de Allende is absolutely phenomenal. And Guanajuato City, I just visited a few weeks ago, like my eyeballs almost blew out of my head. I actually cried when I got to the the little main square because it was so beautiful. And when I think about a fairy tale wedding, one of these places would be so incredible because they feel almost like a little piece of Europe. They're from the 1500s. So they're absolutely gorgeous. So many choices, particularly in San Miguel de Allende, the restaurant choices, the villas, they like just totally beautiful. Um, But the article says that there are over 300 wedding providers who have all been trained and certified by the Ministry of Tourism to supply everything a couple could need for their special occasion. Spaces, services, flowers, decorations, catering, cakes can all be custom tailored to help clients realize their unique vision for a perfect celebration. So the reason I wanted to talk about it is because number one, from personal experience, I can tell you it's absolutely incredible. Spas, shopping, gastronomy, wineries, vineyards, it's a fairy tale, but I'm finding people looking for something that feels more exotic and special than going to the Caribbean, but they don't want 
to go all the way to Europe, or a lot of people aren't ready yet. This would be a beautiful area if you have, whether wedding or no wedding, if you have clients that want to do something different, something that's not beach, this is right in the smack in the middle of Mexico. There's no beach anywhere near. This is history, culture, cuisine, wine, um, and UNESCO World Heritage. Take a look at San Miguel de Allende. In particular, there are luxury virtuoso hotels there, and there are also very affordable places. Um, and if they are really wanting something off the beaten path, take a look at Guanajuato City. But I just thought it was so great that they were highlighting this area because it really is so special and really easy to get to and much closer to the United States than a lot of other options. Hearing that makes me wonder why I'm not living in Mexico. I feel like you need to come live here ASAP. (laughs) Everything that you've said about Mexico and seeing all the places you go on the weekends and I'm just like, why am I here right now? Why am I not in Mexico? I want I want cheap tacos. Like I want tequila tastings. Yes. I want to go to wineries. Yes. <laughs> well, we are about to move into we found a new house and it has a guest bedroom with an ensuite bathroom. So you're welcome to reserve some time there. Okay. I Be will happy to have you as my guest. Do you have like a, a travel agent portal I could book my stay? Because <laughs> I'll called, get right on that. It's called WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> my last article uh, from Travel Market Report, it's titled Travel Advisors See Robust Outlook for Multi-Generational Travel. Oh, yeah. Do you get a lot of multi-gen travel, Corrine? I wouldn't say a lot. Well, it's not overwhelming, but it's definitely, I regularly get lots of, um, like my, some of my elderly clients with their kids and their kids Mm-mm. will cruise together a lot or do an all-inclusive resort together. Yeah. Pretty regularly. Right. Yeah. I, so I feel like I get more family and not a ton of multi-gen. I had a multi-generational trip this summer and they went out West to the national parks. But aside from that, I can't think of, um, you know, where the grandparents are also involved, but you know, this article states that as the pandemic continues to drive multi-gen and extended family travel, some advisors see their 2022 and 2023 bookings surpassing pre-pandemic sales and anticipate an even longer term boost for the niche. And our good friend, Christy Emo, Uh, She's quoted in here saying that she sees a sunny outlook, especially post-pandemic. She thinks it's going to be huge and um, that advisors should be promoting that. What she says to her clients is, wouldn't you like to picture your family here all together? Yeah. I think that's a great question to ask. Like, why not? I have probably had a fantasy for so many years. It's been forever that like one day I would have the ability to take my entire family to on a cruise or because a cruise is so easy for that, right? Because everybody can do their own thing, but you meet up at dinner, but every, everything's contained and, you know, uh, something like that. And really just like treat everyone Mm -hmm. to it. And as I would say, most of my multi-gen families, it isn't like the grandparent paying for everything. Everybody's usually paying their own way. Occasionally I will get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would love to someday be able to afford to just 
book a whole bunch of cabins and take the whole family on my dime and let them enjoy themselves. That would be super fun. Yeah, I love traveling with all my family. And that was partially how I grew up um, loving travel is that I travel with my grandparents. So, um, you know, it is a a nice experience to have and it's just great memories. And those are great marketing points to to make when you're trying to hit that multi-gen niche, if that is something that you're interested in doing. Um, one of the trends for these larger groups is that they're, they're staying closer to home. They're not all booking, you know, a multi-gen family over to Europe right mm-hmm. now or anytime in the near future, because I, I think once the group gets larger and the age ranges increase, you kind of want to stay a bit closer and make it a little bit easier. So um, Christy is quoted as saying they're more cautious about when they booked and what they booked. No one wants to go far away. They don't want a long flight. And some are still nervous about being on planes for a long period of time. Uh, and it looks like spring break and summer travel is really popular for multi-gen, which makes sense. And the lodging preferences are also different too. They're looking for more villas, house rentals, and condos, mm-hmm. which definitely does make sense for the large group of people. And I think that was the case pre-COVID. People with large groups, they always wanted something where there's a common area where everyone can gather and just hang out, play games, whatever it is that they'd like to do together. Yep. That's another I've been looking because everything's so affordable here in Mexico. Like I was just looking for a client and it was a six bedroom house in Puerto Vallarta with it was staffed, made, cook, had an infinity pool, the whole thing. It's like a thousand dollars a night. To house 12 people in six bedrooms. That's so reasonable. That is incredibly reasonable. Yeah. Very, very nice. And uh, so that's something pretty widely available in Mexico. But even when you look at villas um, in the Caribbean or in Europe, for what they are, when you're looking at a large group like that, I think it is very affordable. And because people don't really want to be around other people that much. It's just a really hot ticket right now. This article also um, talks about different kinds of multi-gen trips and not just ones that include grandparents. Um, One that was mentioned in here is two generation sibling trips. So it's um, siblings and their children now that they're all grown up. So oh, this yeah. one advisor has 14 going to Maui for the oldest daughter's 50th birthday and it's siblings and their kids. I love traveling with my sister, so I could totally see us doing this in the yep. future. Absolutely. And when I talk about taking my whole family, that's, you know, parents, but yes, I'm, I'm a lot thinking about siblings and nieces and nephews because it's oh, yeah. just so fun to be all together. I love it. Speaking of loving it, what's something you're loving right now? So there are two things, um, and they're unrelated. I don't know if you've heard of the show Squid Game on Netflix. Literally, literally, Tracy just asked me if I'd heard of it last night and was kind of trying to tell me what it is. And I, it is blowing up everywhere, and it is the first. South Korean show, or I think, I think they said it was the first international show that's been number one on Netflix because it is just 
I don't know how to, how to, well, I do know how to describe it because, but I don't want to describe it because I don't want the surprise to go away. Um, it is incredibly violent. So <laughs> not, not, not friendly for kids. Um, oh, it's gosh. definitely for um, adults and, or like older kids. And when I say older kids, I mean like 20 to late teens, <laughs> <laughs> but it is so, such a good show and it's just so well done and it's all over TikTok, all over social media. So you'll, you know, eventually you'll start seeing spoilers for it because there's so many theories on it, but I finished it and I'm so obsessed. Like I just want more of this story. So that's number one. It's on Netflix. If you guys are interested, um, it's not a love story. It's not, you know, any of that. It's very violent. Um, just to reiterate that. <laughs> is it like a game show? Um, they do play games because it's called Squid Game. But I don't really... I, I, I should have looked up the general synopsis online for if someone was to look it up, what they would see. Because I don't want to give too much of it away. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, but I'm also really loving these easy rice cooker dishes. And I found this on TikTok too. You know, you have a rice cooker. Did you know you could cook vegetables and stuff in there? I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. So I like cook this dish. I see it as like an Asian version of a casserole. Mm-hmm. Because for casseroles, you put everything in a casserole dish and you stick it in the oven and then mm-hmm. it's done. You have like a meal there. For the rice cooker dish, I just cook rice. And put, and it's uncooked rice in there. And then you put vegetables inside. And like I put uh, Chinese sausage in it. And then the recipe I use, you put one tomato inside. And it's one cook cycle for rice. And everything is cooked. And then you mix it all together. And it's like a meal. Yummy. It was so good. I'm doing it again. Because it was so easy. And I'm the laziest cook. (laughs) Well, it's. So funny because I recently learned when I was visiting San Miguel de Allende that fried rice is big here in Mexico and it's called yakameshi and it's pretty much just fried rice. But sometimes they'll do like one I had had a guajillo pepper, um, which is not spicy. It's the same thing they use for red red enchilada sauce and it was mixed in there. It was so, so good. So I actually mm-hmm. made that last week, but it's exciting. Yakameshi, because fried rice is definitely something I enjoy. And I didn't realize that was such a <laughs> hot ticket here. And it had its own name. Yeah. Um, but I guess we're on a real Asian kick here, because the thing that is something I am loving is also <laughs> a Netflix show called Sparking Joy. Is it with Marie is, Kondo? Yes. Oh, yes. It's Japanese. I love And the funny part about it is, of course, it's about being tidy and organized. And I barely own anything at this point. I mean, we're about to move and furnish a whole house. So we're about to have a lot of stuff, but we don't have much now. But it is still so joyful to watch. Just like, it's almost like ASMR. It's just Mm -hmm. this very gentle way of being super mindful and how it can actually change your life to get everything in order. And there's only yeah. four episodes and I don't know if it's cause COVID hit or whatever. Cause uh, it wasn't during cause no one's, or they don't show any signs of it, uh, but it's only four episodes and we watched them all yesterday and <laughs> um, just really 
lovely. I just like charming, lovely things. And then mm-hmm. she is just, she is a joy, period. Absolutely. And all my, um, the way my drawers and dressers and closet um, is set up is because of her mm-hmm. book. I read her book, um, The Joy of... I can't remember. Tidying up, I think. Yeah, The Joy of Tidying Up. And I read it on a plane in 2016 before it was like a big thing. And I started reorganizing everything. And I pack my bags in that same method, like the folding method for travel. And I can fit so much more stuff in there. Yep. And you can see everything. So, yeah, love that. I do the exact same thing. It makes such a difference when you can see in your packing cubes. Yes. What is available instead of having Mm -hmm. to pull it all out and fold it all back up. All right. So what is a destination that's on your mind? So this is not a super fancy destination, but I was so smitten with Seattle Mm -hmm. that I cannot wait to go back. And I'm so thankful there are direct flights from Tampa to Seattle because there was just something about Seattle. I think there was multiple things about Seattle that made me just fall in love. And I was lucky because the days that I was there, it was sunny, which I know is rare based on what I hear from people, but just Pike place market worth the hype, like a hundred percent worth the hype. I love seeing all the fresh food there and the flowers. Oh my God, the Mm -hmm. bouquets of flowers. And they were so cheap. And I was like, if I if I was getting married in Seattle, I would just go over to Peck Place Market and buy the bouquets that day because it's twenty bucks for this huge bouquet. Yep, I didn't see a bouquet more expensive than twenty dollars. So it was just so nice there and so relaxing. The food was amazing. I hit up so many Asian food places <laughs> in Seattle. It was just so good. Um, but yeah, that's on my mind. What about you? Romania. I am so excited. Um, TPI sent out the invitations for the 2022 Top Producer Retreat last week. And honestly, because it's based on, well, it was somewhat based on people traveling in 2020, I I was nervous that we wouldn't make the cut this year, but we did. And it's a uniworld cruise from Budapest to Bucharest. And it was supposed to be that in 2020. So this is basically just like a do-over. Oh, fun. I can, I'm so excited to see that side of Europe. I have Budapest is the further, furthest east mm-hmm. that I've been. Um, and I have watched a few documentaries about Romania. I'm just so pumped. I just, I just am over the moon. I cannot wait. And also river cruising is my favorite way to travel. So to be able to do it that way. Um, but I'll be going with my business partner, Dawn, and I've been on this ship before. And so we're going to have to figure out who's the big spoon and who's the small spoon because these cabins are tight. (laughs) (laughs) So in seventh grade, we were each assigned, like we had to work with a partner and we each had a country that we had to present on. And for some reason I was like, I want to do Romania. And my partner was like, uh, okay, I guess. So we did our presentation on Romania and we had to bring in a dish from the country. And at that time, I just, I think I just wanted to do something different than everyone else. Yeah. People were choosing like France, England, you know, places like that. And I'm like, no, Romania it is. Mm -hmm. And so I have like the weirdest 
collection of knowledge about Romania because of that. And I think they have really amazing sauerkraut dishes because the dish that I brought in had like sauerkraut cabbage and sausage. And I thought it was so good. But in seventh grade, like no other kid likes sauerkraut. Yeah. Like no one ate the food. Like teachers loved it. But the kids were like, I don't like sauerkraut. But that'll be so fun. Oh, and when I was in college, I did uh, competitive ballroom dancing. And my dance partner was Romanian. So I know one word in Romanian, and that's good morning. Buna Diminiazza. And that's it. That's all I know. All right. I think you should write me up a little travel guide. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I am uh, really pumped for that. So, yeah, I can't um, wait to see photos and uh, hear back about you what know your you will. is like. March can't come soon enough. Well, I'm ready to get to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us until the end. We hope this episode has been informative. All the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to go and delete those travel news emails I've been hoarding for the past month. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments or would just like to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. Thanks again for joining us in the Tin Lounge, where you can learn a lot in a short amount of time. Bye! Cause, 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 no one can do-